Not too bad, mate. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, is is Becky there? She is indeed. Okay. Right. Hello. So, hey, Bex. Now, I've been waiting all fucking day for this. Um, something was delivered for Mark today. Becky's just grabbing it. <laughs> no. This, good patrons, is the kind of stupid shit that your money pay, it pays for. <laughs> Can I point out, as it stands, I have no idea what this is at the moment. Do you know who it's addressed to? I saw the address, yes. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I think I must have got the spelling wrong or something, but... It's it's supposed to be delivered to Uncle Vin's favourite nephew. Can you describe what you have there so far, Mark? I have a a package that does say I'll post this on our on our Twitter. Does say to Uncle Vin's favourite nephew. I will obviously be taking off my address, but yes, it is a small package with a a soft thing inside. Hmm. Now, Becky knows what this is. I don't. <laughs> Becky's now, giving before, me no. Before you open it, Becky, what do you think Mark's reaction is going to be? He's a bit mental, isn't he? So I think he'll probably really enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. It's a it's a t-shirt that says "See you again, twenty years of fast and furious." Thanks for the memories. It's, I actually really like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on and Bex can send you a picture. Oh, amazing. Um, now this also can say. So for some reason, it's like some sort of tribute to Paul Walker, but for some reason, it's got like the signatures of all the cast members on it as well. Um, it's a very very special shirt. I think he's going to put it on. <laughs> I put it on. It fits really well actually. <laughs> I, oh, got the sign. I like this. I genuinely, I did, and I genuinely love the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I can get away with this. I'm wearing this a hundred percent unironically. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Brilliant. Okay, I just need to forward that to uh, to the boy chat as well. Yeah, I'm still in it. <laughs> yeah, that is a, it's a good fit. It's Fuck, a really that's good a fit. good fit. <laughs> Fuck you. Are you looking forward to not with me in the specs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
But it's just, it's the most like unofficial as fuck, but weirdly sincere bit of Fast and Furious merchandise. It It's the sort of thing that the Uncle Vin will really like. Yeah. Except he'll be like, where where's my money out of this? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you'd have to give him like 30 quid. Oh, uh, what does this say? 20 years of Fast and Furious, 2001 to 2021, 10 movies, and then, like, the names of the cast with their signatures under signatures. the names. Yep. And then it says, thanks for the memories at the bottom. It says, thank you. Thank you. Thank for you memories. for thank the memories. Thank you is more, more sincere than Yeah, it, I think it's genuinely thanking me. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> thanks, Mark. You're all welcome, Uncle Ben. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm pleased with that. I like that you like it, and I thought you were going to like it. I, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous, Mark. Um, but good on you. And but like uh, I said, yeah, I, I genuinely will wear this. I'm not like just as a around the house t-shirt. I will wear this to go out in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just talking like go out during the day. I am talking. Go out in on a night. Anniversary dinner. Yeah. No. Yep. No. I'm taking taking (laughs) out for a push meal and I'm wearing the VIN. (laughs) Thanks, Ian. Oh, what face on it? It does. It'll go well with my Winona Ryder t-shirt. They can make out in my closet. I mean, yeah. I think that's how t-shirts work, but... And then we'll have loads of little baby t-shirts. Yeah. Wait, his face is fucking front and centre, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I'm well after this. <laughs> so is that supposed to be Paul Walker's, like, car at the bottom, the white car? Yes. That's fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like it, Mark, and I'm sorry, Becky. It's fine. I'm used to it. I'm used to wearing stupid stuff. At least it's not got any holes in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, what fun. What fun. Um... <laughs> Oh, I don't know what to talk about apart from like the actual podcast. It's uh, it's getting warm again. It is it's really warm today. Yeah, good, powerful warm today. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're putting up a pool over the next few days, which is going to be something. Um, I'm being told that pool maintenance is not that much. No, it's it a few chemicals, fucking, isn't it? It better fucking not be. Sorry? It's just a few chemicals, in it? Yeah, like chemicals to, like, kill... It's just, like, the idea of bugs flying in it and then fucking dying and having to scoop out the bugs and whatnot that annoys me. Yeah. We've got a cover for it, but, yeah, we're going to have to be very, very good with that cover. Um... But yeah, and uh, it would be good to get it up because uh, we 
didn't know that Lottie finishes school this week. We didn't have a fucking clue until Monday. Oh, so she finishes Friday? Yeah. For the summer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Which is fine. I thought she finished next, uh, next Wednesday, so it's only a few days. But, right. She's not due back in school until the 6th of September. Right. That's seven weeks, isn't it? That's a fucking long summer holiday. Yeah. And I mean, like, f- fair play to her. Like, it's been, you know, it's been a fucking weird year and it's been a tough one. And for her to have seven weeks of relatively normal summer holiday is great. But that is a fucking long, long summer holiday. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it's an extra week from what they normally Yeah. Are. I don't quite know how that's happened. Like Monday and Tuesday are inset days. And I'm wondering whether the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, technically like that week after is an inset day. And so you've got a week or something like that. And may- maybe that's how they're doing it. There's still be um, some diddle, won't there? Yeah. But like surprised the shit out of Donna and I got an email from the school about like bringing in like cards and presents for the teachers. And it was like, you know, in preparation for the last day of ter- uh, term for the children for Friday, the 16th of July, it was like, what now? What? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that was a surprise. And, uh, you know, I would, she's got no interest in space jam whatsoever. Like that film it's going to be interesting to see how that does because do you not get the sense that the primary audience for it are going to be people who watched space jam 30 years ago and have some fond memories of it well the thing is um i think in the uk yes but in the in the us um and again, um, Asian markets. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those weird things. I think, in the sense that basketball isn't a thing in this country, really, mm-hmm. uh, and it isn't a thing in a lot of countries. But LeBron James is one of the biggest sports stars in the world, without question. So it's a little bit like, let's say, if they made a a football version of this. Of, of Space Jam, it was some kind of football version of it, and cast Messi in it. Yeah. You know, would anyone in the US give a shit? Probably not, but it'd be massive in Asia, Europe, and South America. Mm. It's one of those things I think it's going to be, it's going to do well enough in the US, um, but the Asian market's where it's going to make the money. Yeah. Mm. But, but it, Space Jam did. The, the myth about Space Jam is Space Jam did fuck all outside of the US and Japan. Yeah. It's just, it's insultingly long. I don't know whether, I can't remember if we touched on it last week, but an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's too long. That's a bowl of fuck off, that is. Um, and it's like, I'm, I got the day off on Friday, so I am doing Space Jam then about a half an hour break, and then the forever purge. It's, uh, it's, it's almost 20 minutes longer than the first one. Mm. 
what like worried about that one like really yeah worried that just like in terms of why am i spending a day off watching this but i am weirdly looking forward to it but more in a pure right what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah um, it just it feels like it's either going to be a pleasant surprise or one of the worst films of the year what yeah because bags you're not watching it are you no all right i will sort my own ticket on it fuck you okay. might even go by paul walker t-shirt do it yeah okay. yeah might, might even go by paul walker t-shirt and then when the when they're scanning my thing might just look at them and go right i die baby and then just walk in <laughs> no context yeah <laughs> so just freak so, people out we're after the cinema tomorrow, aren't we? We are after the cinema tomorrow, yes. You, what are you watching? Friends of the New Escape Room. Oh, you, you're doing the Unlimited? Yeah, so am I. Oh. Very exciting. Very fucking excited. I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to talking about Escape Room. I'm really, really looking forward to talking about Escape Room. <laughs> um, and uh, like a bit of show admin. Um so next week old is out mark are you skipping that like becky's skipping space jam no i will always watch everything okay, okay yeah, the cool. thing is it, it, it I, I wouldn't give it a go because it does look intriguing it's just whenever i'm watching the trailer i'm going this looks intriguing and then if a brain it goes but it's m night Shyamalan. <laughs> but it might work he he he, he might accidentally make a good film on that on time yeah yeah that's positive and I'm, I'm going into it with the same thing as i'm going into it <laughs> to something like the french dispatch mm. where i'm going into the french dispatch going i really hope this is the one that clicks with me yeah. it's not gonna be <laughs> it's not gonna be no it is a hundred percent not gonna be but what I absolutely do not want, want, want to go into something like the French Dispatch is go into it to watch it, to A, have an opinion on it, because why waste my time? I might as well watch something that I might like. And B, because it, going into not like something just seems a little bit like, well, not like, like you're already, you've already decided. So you, you won't be looking for things that you like. You'll be looking for things that you don't like. Yeah. So I'm going to go into something like the French Dispatch going, right, okay, let's see if this is the one that, what is it? Go on, come on. I'd be like that. And, and that's what I'm going to try and do is be going at everything with a really fucking, this Space Jam, this might be entertainers, fuck. I might come out of it and go, well, that was odd and oddly long. Do you not think, though, that it's safer going in with, with one of its shit? Nope. And then it might surprise you? No. I'm barring it with everything an 8 out of 10 from now on. <laughs> I d- yeah. It's it's just the word coming out with the French Dispatch where it's like Anderson being Anderson, but maybe being a bit too Anderson and even sucking the like the the sincerity that you 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 sometimes get with the other ones away. Read reading the reviews of it, I uh, I'm an Anderson stan and I'm worried. You see, but, um, but maybe maybe that might be the thing that clicks with me. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one of the stories is about Timothy Chalamet having an affair with Francis McDormand, Mark. So I think a third of that film is going to be some of your like worst of the year kind of stuff. <laughs> Freddie McDee's got a lot of redeeming to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, totally fair. Totally fair. Um, Which oh, is unfortunate because she literally went from being one of my favourite working actresses. The thing is, she, the redemption that she needs to do with, with for me isn't even related to the film. It's related to her attitude at the awards show. I can forgive yep. a bad film. I can forgive that. It happens. But the way that she behaved... Yeah. It was just disrespectful to all the other nominees, everyone else involved. It was just fucking stupid. Yeah. At least when Joaquin Phoenix, who, who has been open about his disagreement to award ceremonies, said thank you and was pleasant to yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't, don't go to the Oscars like it's actually an active annoyance for yourself. That should literally be a bare minimum for going to the Oscars. Yeah. What episode? Four oh oh six six yeah yeah cool uh have we got any weird names to pr- pronounce no I'm good I'm good yeah I'm all good just checking all the films make sure there's no weird names there <laughs> but it is Black Widow and Fair Street isn't it and a retro review of Escape Room yep right um. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome everybody to 406 episode. Jesus fucking Christ, Mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not starting again. <laughs> um... I will have your co-host Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by tired wife Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. Um, excitable puppy, you just bought Mark something that Becky hates. Ian Loring, hi. I don't hate it. I just don't want to be out with him in it. <laughs> if you want to know what that is, check out our our Twitter, and also you can check out our Patreon. It's just two pounds a month. And that gets you two dollars a month. Yeah, it gets you extra. That's even cheaper. It's five hundred. Five hundred pounds a month. Um, that gets you bonus shows, extra bits, and all sorts. Uh, we are also a Pod Syndicate um, podcast. So check out Pod Syndicate. Pod Syndicate. I said Pod. I said Pod. Pod Syndicate. Say it again. I'm gonna side with Pod Syndicate. One. There was a there was a Susan of Pond about it. It was fucking Pond. For all your coy needs, filtration <laughs> systems, etc. Check out Pond, Pond Syndicate, Syndicate, where you can find other Pond-related podcasts, <laughs> such as <laughs> The Rewatch Project, uh, Chinsworthy vs. Punter, his film, her movie. Enter Tim will have a new episode out, guys. Go and listen to that. Yep. Uh, Iron Sequel, and there's probably more that I'm missing. So just go listen to other podcasts, but mostly listen to us, because we're best. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you don't get fucking these quality introductions, do you? On those professional podcasts. All professional and shit. All professional and shit. 
and like well prepared. Well prepared. Oh, there, there. Yes, giving me anxiety. I won't lie. It's chaotic, isn't he? Uh, more so than usual. <laughs> I I tend to approach my intros a bit like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> you bash through a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whilst also screaming, you get a t-shirt and firing t-shirt, but metaphorical t-shirt guns at everybody. So hang on. So like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Also the t-shirt gunmen at baseball games. Girls. Girls. Yeah. And also opera. Yes. Okay. That is that is my that's, that's my podcast introduction styles. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. It is. Yeah. Uh, what have we got this week? Um, we we have a fucking Marvel movie. Not one of those wanky TV shows that get nominated for Emmys for no one could understand why. Um, no, we have a proper movie. It's... I think people can understand why the TV shows are nominated. I think it's just Don Cheadle that's confusing everyone. Yeah, it is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I've not really seen much about it, but you explained it to me earlier. And yeah. He is literally in one scene of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And as Noel said in our chat last night, it's a cameo. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, God, just, just, yeah, that's just odd, isn't it? But we have a, a, a review of 2014's Black Widow. Um, <laughs> we also have uh, the next Fear Street, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Uh, and we have a retro review of Escape Room, a movie that we missed at cinema. Ian watched. The sequel's coming out next week. I watched the wrong one. You watched the wrong one. But it was really good. Um, but you enjoyed it. So we eventually watched the right one. And we're going to talk about that in preparation for us reviewing the sequel um, next week. Me going, oh, it's Dale out of Tucker and Dale. A lot. Uh, Doesn't he look old? We watched a lot of Tucker and Dale. This, what is it? We, we have watched a lot of Taylor Bean this week. We well, not a lot. Two. And you were like, Tucker and Dale came out quite a long time ago, Rebecca. No, he didn't. It came out like a couple of years ago. It did not. No, it's like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry for sidebar. <laughs> yes. Uh, plus, we'll have some what we've been watching because we didn't do any last week because we reviewed all of the movies. Oh. Um, and we'll have the usual tangents like we've had during this intro. Um, and, you know, trailers and bits and questions and, and let's go. Ian, what's been happening in the news this week? Um, Can's been happening. Um, it looks like things have been going down pretty well. Yeah. Um, almost like film critics are really, really excited to be reviewing stuff that people are actually probably bothered about listening to. And maybe they're being a little bit more positive than they otherwise would be because they realize that film criticism is really hard to get into and it would be nice to be positive about things considering that people have been spending the last six months writing why i hate willy wonka and the chocolate factory and if you don't you're a pedophile articles yeah it, it does seem a little bit like they there's also been a little a little bit i'm not saying there's been none but there's been a little bit less whinging about having to be at can <laughs> ah ah yes exactly well a wow. whinge that someone has been happening uh having uh that has been kicking off on the old film twitter this afternoon oh is, uh, so the uh the gentleman from uh first showing um uh alex billington who like see i, I all I just always seems to get himself into some sort of trouble um and 
I'm trying to find the tweet. Has he? Oh, here we go. I'm always jealous slash annoyed by pre-festival screenings in other cities because I believe a real film festival experience involves committing to the act of actually going to the fest, uh, the fest process of getting there, organizing your schedule, attending screenings and surviving. It's not easy. You can look at photos slash video of Mount Everest or easily fly there. But the actual trek through the Himalayas on foot to see the mountain yourself and understand the effort it takes to travel this planet and get somewhere yourself is much more invigorating and humbling. Now, I kind I kind of get the point of it's cool to go to a festival and like wallow in that shit and, you know, kind of live that life for a bit. But the gatekeeperness of that is insane you know it, it, i am it annoyed. Is a little bit like yeah it is a little bit like I'm you annoyed by movie, people, you probably got a cam yeah like i'm annoyed by people being able to see things at can not at can because they should make some effort to actually come to can is some massive bullshit like and it, you know film writers and not doing it for the fucking money. No matter how people say, oh, Marvel paid you off for that review. No, they didn't. You know, it. I looked into a career doing that. And you will be paid absolutely fuck all. Unless you are like a an actual like mainstream radio or or like paper magazine critic. Um or if you somehow manage to build up a, a, an insane social media following, in which case you're probably more an influencer. Mm. Um, Alex Billington has been in the very lucky position for at least a decade now of being able to go to these things because he's, you know, made money from selling first showing, if I remember correctly, still does the writing and whatnot, and is an, is a name who seems to be able to still get this stuff going he also lives in mainland europe i believe which probably yeah. makes it easier for him to get to france yes um massive massive bullshit which people have quite rightly been attacking but if it was just i like going to film festivals because film festivals are cool and it's nice to be with like-minded people fair enough comparing it to you can go to mount you, you could look at a picture of mount everest but it's not like going there and comparing that to going to can yeah it, it, it what, what it's more like it, it would be more like complaining about the bbc showing glastonbury live when you know you should really if you want to see it, you should really just go there that is what it is closer to than mount everest it feels more like can, can, can I, I, I don't want other people there. watching my movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I point something out there as well? I'm pretty sure um, to even be given the chance um, to um, climb Mount Everest, you have to have climbed at least three of the other highest peaks in the world. So you're saying that you have to go to three other I'm just saying, yeah, it, it would be like he'd have had to, like, you'd, you'd also you'd have had to have gone to, like, South by Southwest. Um, well, 
can we have the you know London International Berlin, Festival, Venice, the, the Berlin and, and Venice Film Festival. You have to go all those, and then you can maybe go to Cannes to watch the French Dispatch. Elijah Wood replied to him. Elijah Wood's usually quite good at these things as well. But sir, you've just compared attending a film festival to risking your life and climbing Mount Everest. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> he's 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 also replied to someone saying, "You do what it takes to get here. You figure out a way. You make it happen. That is the commitment." I used to drive across multiple states, sleep on couches just to go to festivals. I have yeah. done whatever it takes because I love being here. So he's made the effort of doing some driving and sleeping on a sofa. Well, well done. Yeah, the, 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 the big difference with the Mount Everest thing and the Cannes thing is, right, there isn't literal bodies of people who have tried to get to Cannes still just lying by the road because it is that treacherous getting to Cannes that you just can't actually take those bodies away. Whereas I'm fairly certain in saying this, that past a certain point, which I think is the, the second grounding point at Mount Everest anybody who has died and it is a lot of people between that point and the peak of Mount Everest their body is still there because it's that hard to get to get them down yeah so it's not is it but I can see I I think it's a point that is made from maybe the right place but in the wrong way if that makes it's, sense He's doubling down on it, though. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at his replies to people, and he's just like, in, "Yeah, this." In my experience of of, of of having conversations with him before, is I've had quite pleasant conversations with him before. So have I, because <laughs> um, I, I I think I've been following him on, on Twitter. We've followed each other for probably around ten years, mm. um, and I've, 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 I would say. I've had more pleasant conversations than not pleasant conversations what i will yeah. say is also in my experience is he he will never come down from position even if he is absolutely wrong no i mean it, it, it's just i don't know like since he became a like a recognized critic the the world has changed um you know it's there are a lot less avenues to get into that kind of business at the moment, you know, and it's like, you know, you make you make the effort, you do the things and whatnot. And it's like, but if you have a family or, you know, you you have some sort of budgetary stuff that means you can't do film writing as a going concern, which is the vast majority of people who want to do it it's fucking it's impossible you can you can say you make that commitment no that it, it is just too fucking difficult for for most people and the people who are able to do it are those who are get that kind of like one in a, a one in a million shot of going through all the particular pathways that get you to that point it's not just hard work and pers- perspicacity which is what he see, he is making it sound like there are other factors in play, not least the fact that there are fuck all jobs in that world that pay in a way that you can actually support support yourself full time. It's a there's an element of there's, there's an element of, of luck and there's an element of, of getting into it at the at the right time. I think um with, with any of this um you know we do we we we, we do this and, and and we are incredibly thankful for you know we don't have a, a great amount of patrons but we are incredibly 
thankful for every single one of them that we have. Mm. Uh, it's really kind of quite fucking cool that we have people that, that support the show. Granted, it buys weird shit like the T-shirt I'm wearing right now, but I think they quite like that. Um, so, yeah, it's th- th- there's that to it. But we do this just because we fucking enjoy it. Chatting shit about films. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, the whole... The thing about Cannes that I've always found is that you don't actually, there's not an awful lot of moviness that comes out of it. Mm. it. It tends to be a handful of movies get a bit of notoriety. Three months later of that handful, half of them people have forgotten about. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the ones that, that people do remember about, you remember about. But anyway, because they are known pictures. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I think we've even said it previously on here. Um, how how often do you remember what's won the pound bar? At Cannes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. of the past ten years, I think if we were to, you know, think about it, we would we would maybe over the past ten years be able to go reasonably guess around four or five but not be able to go all 10. Mm. It's like this. And then you, you, I think you go back and look at some of them and you go, really? Okay. That's a... Has that even got a DVD release? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an element of, of that to it. I mean, fuck. Yeah, I, I'm pretty certain in saying that Fast 9 is playing cans next week, right? It must be... It closes on Sunday, so it must be playing at some fucking must point. Play this but... weekend then, yeah. Yeah. And... That fuck has been out, like, globally, what, a month now? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. Um, I, but, I, I, yeah, sorry. That, that, that will probably get the biggest attention that Cannes had in a long, long time. Mm. And the the, the most not... consistent things I've seen so far about Cannes have been Tilda Swinton putting her sign with her own name on, on Timothy Chalamet's back, which was quite amusing. Um, and the fact that Spike Lee um, turned one of the um, trailer TVs on at the football to watch the football on Sunday night. I literally just pulled the chair over and was on his own while some kind of talk was going on, just watching the football in silence. <laughs> and it's kind of cool that, 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 that people, some people try to criticise him and go, it's a bit rude, this, isn't it? Spike Lee just talking to somebody. Just, just watching the football while somebody's doing a talk, and all the comments just seem to be seem to be along it going, it's Spike Lee, just leave him alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Spike Lee's earned that fucking right to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh God, I, I very much. It'd be lovely if you get to sixty years of age and like a law is passed where it's just like, as long as they're not hurting anyone. And as long as they're not like doing genuinely offensive shit, just let those people do whatever the fuck they want. You know, it's like they're going to be dead sooner than you knew probably are. So if he wants to fucking watch some TV in the corner while someone's doing a, a doing a talk or whatever, fucking let him let them. You know, it's like they're, I'm not saying Spike Lee's old. I mean, he's getting on a bit, but just let people do what the fuck they want they're going to be dead before you are just let them do what what they want you know like are they being rude no is it a little bit socially what the fuck yeah but it's not like they're wanking on you just let them do what they want that's it and i think literally 
it, boomers have enough privileges as it is they don't need another one <laughs> fair point no i'm saying when we're 60 fuck the boot fuck them oh fair play yeah yeah <laughs> we, we will have we we will deserve it by then. <laughs> That's what we've lived through. Yeah. Um, trying to think, is there any other news that I remembered? Uh, there's a new director for the next Star Trek movie, but that'll probably change next month. Oh, who's who's the new one? Uh, Matt Shankman, who was the head writer on One Division. All right. Don't, don't really know who he is, and now he's apart from that, and now he's directing a Star Trek film. Good for him. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Greta Gerwig is directing a Barbie movie. Um, yeah. Written by um, Noah Baumbach. Starring Margot Robbie. Um, yeah. yeah. Nah. It's kind of being a movie based on a Reddit thread. It's, it's kind of like... Who is The Barbie one is kind of like... It's, it's a, a movie that nobody's asking for. And then a version of that movie that nobody is asking for. Mm. <laughs> Greta Gerwig's two for two with me. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I trust her instincts, but I really would not be surprised if this goes nowhere. Yeah, if it ends up being one of those things that just quietly disappears. Um, one thing to also touch on. Um, A24 reckon they're worth about two hundred two and a half billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an odd one, that isn't it? Because it seems to be A24 that have like leaked this, which is, seems a little bit like them going, <laughs> can somebody buy us, Disney? Mm. Can somebody buy us, Apple? I, I, I just don't get it. It's 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 it is it is the worst fucking eyelash fluttering <laughs> yeah. that I have of a studio that's trying to go. Oh, we we we've been talking to investors about you know possible buyouts of you know two to three billion. Apple, <laughs> Amazon, anybody? It's just. I mean, MGM sold for about seven billion. Yeah, and that you know. Their catalogue is insane. I mean, A24 have been around for, what, like, five to ten years? Yeah. Um, and literally, and, and MGM have bond. Yeah. I mean, Lucasfilm, yes, it was get, getting on for ten years ago now. Four billion. Yeah. Uh, you're saying you're worth, like, 50% of what Lucasfilm's worth. Are you fucking insane? I, it's... It has the whiff of A24 marketing, doesn't it? But I did, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, are they just like, well, you know, our online merch is very popular and we sell mugs for five hundred dollars, so you know, buy us. I bat baffling, baff. It and it's so weird that you know, on bastards, we have conjured quite the what the fuckery about a, like a distributor. You know, it, it, it's like us saying, like, fucking Sony, who do they think they are? You know, it, it's an odd turn of events, that. It, but... it, it's, it's, it's because A24 seem to, as a studio, see themselves, a distributor, sorry, a, a distributor, as one of the stars of the movies that they have. Sure, yeah. 
you know, it's it, it's such an oddity. It's just it's such a film Twitter bubble thing, and like oh, yeah. it's yeah, and like like you say, leaked by A24. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, man, you're fucking bang on. It, it is. It, it it it's it's them going ooh. If 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 we could get bought by one of these big what is it you know whilst whilst they're all you know flying off into space you know we might end up getting bought for a stupid amount of money yeah. and let's cash in right now because honestly we've got a green night that's it <laughs> mental mental um, it is that shit trailers trailers yeah uh, what, what 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 have we been watching this week guys. New Pixar. Is that there's another one? Yeah, turning I think red. One week. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, it comes out uh, next year. Um. Yeah, kid who could, like seems to turn into a red panda, but not at will. Um. Looks cute. You know, we'll see. So a kid that turns into a literal cuddly toy. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That that the bear is cute. It is a cute bear. Yeah. 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 Uh, they must have they must have run out of those fucking those zippy fucking what's his name sully bags that all the goth girls wore for about <laughs> six years. What's the name? Yeah. Zippy Sully bags. Yeah, you yeah. get Sully backpacks, didn't you? Yeah, and goth girls loved them. Right, okay. Fair. Before Harry Potter came along and fucking took all that shit away. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, new speaking of can trailer for Appachat Pong We Are Shafakles new film, uh, director of Uncle Bunmi, uh, Memoria, again Tilda Swinton. Uh, in this one, she plays a woman with exploding head syndrome. That's not as half ex- uh, as exciting as it sounds. It, am I thinking that Tillerson's got four movies at Cannes this year? Something like that. Yeah, Souvenir Part Two, French Dispatch, this, and I think there's another somewhere. I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure it's four. Um, right. Trailers are really, really interesting because they're supposed to make you want to watch a film. Yeah. I watched the trailer for Memoria and it's, is this actually a trailer? It's just a bunch of five to 10 second bits of scenes. And then it says Memoria at the end. <laughs> but no, no fucking idea. Like, I, I would watch that trailer and be, what was that then? Like it could just as easily be a, like a perfume advert, it's, or like an advert for a car. It, it, it does seem occasionally like art house trailers are particularly designed to stop people, to stop a large portion of people actually watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Like like they're going, this isn't for you. Like, do you know why no one watches your fucking movies? Because you keep telling them it's not for them. Yeah, I don't, we'll do, see. Do, I do what do what fucking what what take the fucking common fucking route. 
just show your most interesting bit an explosion and some boobs and you will get people to go and watch it doesn't matter what else happens show them those bits in the trailer show them it repeatedly in the trailer make your poster look mental and fun and they'll go and watch it doesn't matter what the rest of it is why because if they've gone to watch it they've already bought the fucking ticket see the road the trailer for the road is a masterpiece in just lies oh that's a good call yeah it, it makes it look like this really thrilling action movie about a guy and his son just trying to get from one place to the other and all these things happen what it is is it is a miserable trek that has maybe six minutes of action throughout the entirety of it and they're all in the trailer and it's this miserable trek about a guy dragging his son, even though his son's going, can't we stop here? And he keeps just dragging him to his ultimate death. You know, nobody has rewatched The Road, have they? Because you go, oh, I might rewatch The Road. Nah, I don't think I fucking will. I don't know yet, and I don't know why anyone would first time watch the road now yeah unless you were a completionist for one of the filmmakers that that's it you know if, if you were a john hillcourt completionist then fair enough but yeah i don't see why you would watch it because it is just misery on top of misery and i'm a very big john hillcourt fan but it's the only one of his movies i've never rewatched. fucking hard never work that films. Films. yeah like yeah, more than once. Yeah, man. Um, what was his last film? Um, his last film was uh ah oh, shit. It was that one with ah oh, it, it was Mark Niff basically. Uh, <laughs> but I can't remember its name. I really liked it. Surprisingly, John Hillcut. Let me just have a look. See if he's got anything. Triple nine was his last one. Triple nine? Yeah. Like Kate Winslet doing an accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kate Winslet doing a Russian accent. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the cast on that is insane. Casey Affleck, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Anthony Mackie, Aaron Paul, Clifton Collins Jr., Norman Reedus, Gal Gadot, Woody Harrelson, and Kate of the Winslets. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a cast, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have the patience for Memoria. Um, to be fair, a lot of the films coming out of Cannes, like, they're getting good reviews. I'm not too sure I've got the patience for them. <laughs> so, I'm, I, I'm a little bit like that with that. I start reading the review and going, going that sounds good. That sounds good. I'm probably not going to watch it, though. <laughs> the, the, the sort of movies where I, I will either, I either won't watch them or I'll watch them all in a week because my brain goes, you need some culture, you prick. You need, you need some fucking culture. You have not, you've watched some absolute, you, you have watched the film version of a Big Mac like continuously for the past few oh, weeks. And a bag of it, Yeah. You, you, need, you need to watch some fucking culture. Or it's the nomad land effect where it's, Fucking hell, Ian's been banging on about this on the podcast for a few weeks now. I'd need to get this watched because he's gonna like he's gonna ask me whether I've watched it. <laughs> it didn't end well with Norman 
planned. That, and didn't it, it didn't end well. No, that's but, the but, thing. But then again, Ian Ian was serious about that we should watch another round, and it was the best movie of last year. It was only so we could have an informed Oscar conversation. Otherwise, I would have told you to stay clear of Nomadland. Yes, yeah. I, 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 that I watched it. I didn't go into it. I went into it thinking, God, this, this, it looks like it's a bit of a slog, but it'll probably be really, really good. And then I watched it and it wasn't. Um, what else we got to realise? I can't remember. I um, think there's a couple more I've seen, but go we, on. We watched uh, No Man of God. Um, Elijah Wood interviews Ted Bundy. Well, not Elijah Wood interviews Ted Bundy. Elijah Wood oh. playing a character. <laughs> the character Does Zach Efron play Bundy? He doesn't, unfortunately. It's a shame. Uh, I might be over Bundy. I, I don't know that I care. I, I, I think I think there is a little bit. It, it, it you know my feelings about true crime things. Mm. It is it, it it's they're annoying now. They've gotten annoying. So I'm kind of over this fetishization of serial killers. I'm kind of looking at it going. I mean it's fine and everything, but I'd rather just watch the new series of Mindhunter that apparently they're making now. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Well, if that happens, it fucking better do. It, it 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 would seem like what Finch has done is he's gone. Listen, I want to make this other movie, and I need a lot of money, so I'll give you another series of Mindhunter, and they've gone. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, it's so good. Queen pins. <laughs> this looks fun. It does look fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you seen this one, Ian? No, because it sounded rough, so I didn't bother. But okay, I'm interested now. It, it, yeah, it does sound rough, but it does look fun. Um, so the, the the crux of the story is that it's I mean it's based on a true story, and I remember I'm reading some about this story a, a while ago, mm. um, where it's it's two girls who essentially run a counterfeit couponing um, <laughs> company. Yeah. Um, but this looks like it's straddling the line between semi-serious retelling of the story, but whilst also having a a, com- a comedic tinge to it uh, by having, as well, Kristen Bell and Paul Walter Hauser playing the, um, the agent who's tasked with tracking them down. Yeah, uh, it, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And it's by the people that made Hustlers as well, isn't it? So, Is it? Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll watch it. I, 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 I'll watch it. it. It's one of those where I'm a little bit like, I will watch an unlimited screening of this or when it arrives on whichever streaming service will inevitably buy it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's another one somewhere. You can get this further up. Was it? Mm-hmm. We talked about Clifford the Big Red Dog last week, didn't we? We did. No, that's it. Oh, no, because we didn't see the end of that one, did we? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's okay, it. Cool. Let's yeah, I think that's it for me as well. Let's review a fucking movie. You made a scene, didn't you? <laughs> what now? We're getting out of here.
upper level. Move your ass, super soldier. Let's review. Let's review Black Widow. Right, I'm gonna get my the trusty iron with the DBs out so we can have a look see what Black Widow is about because I've not heard of this one. Have you heard of this one, Bex? Did you know anything going into it's it about the character Black Widow? Directed by Apple Chat Pong, we are so faculty. Yep. Um, directed the action bits and Kate Shortland directed the, the non action bits. Okay. Um, stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour. Uh, William Hurt, Ray Winston's terrible voice, Rachel Weiss, and Olga Kurlikenko in another series of Don't You Fucking Speak. I think she gets a couple of words in. Does I she? Think, I think at the end. Do, I don't think that's her. No? No, I, I don't think she does actually either. Does she? I'm sure she says something. I don't think she does. If she, if she does, the editor's going to be pissed off because she won't fucking support her. <laughs> Uh, what does what does IMDb say it's about? A film about Natasha Romanoff in a quest between the films Civil War and Infinity War. Is that really all it says? Yep. Wow. The disrespect. <laughs> um, Ian. Yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. Now you've seen it. Should uh, no, no, right, basically now you've seen it. Should they have made this movie when they made it, or should they accepted the fact that they missed their window and just not? I think it. If they were always planning on Scarlett Johansson bowing out now, I think you would have had an awful lot of shit for uh, like uh, uh, them giving uh, people giving them an awful lot of shit for not ever actually doing a Black Widow film. Um, this film 100% should have been the film following Civil War. Um, like, I mean, it would have fit with the timeline. I saw, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I came up with this, but the idea of introducing Yelena and then it being Yelena or Black Widow dying in that bit of end game would have been very, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is absolutely a fair point. Um, it's a film out of time. It's a film out of place. And I, I think Black Widow is one of the least interesting elements of her own movie. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm really am intrigued to see what you guys made of it. Um, I'm not, it wasn't shit, but there's plenty of problems with it. But I really think the key point is it is five years too late. Becky, Black Widow. Um, did you give a shit about her backstory or did you ever think about what was going, what, what was Black Widow doing between between these movies until this movie came out? I mean, yes, I- a backstory i'd i'd like to see i'd like to it to have been like a like an origin story though more of like her being an assassin and all that kind of shit and it should have been done way earlier but no i didn't sit there and go hmm i wonder what she was doing between 
Civil War and Infinity War. Then I haven't done that with any of the other characters. So it's not like it's a it's an unnecessary film. It's a fair comment. It just should have been made between those two films. It's it's odd to do it now and go, ah, uh, we knew you were wondering what she was up to. So there you go. I'd, I'd even I'd even watch a a movie of her doing like whatever shit she was doing between Infinity War and um, Endgame, right. just like running out of fucking hair dye and doing admin. Yeah, Black 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 Widow two, the admin years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just. Every so often, just looking at a picture of Captain Marvel and going, Where, are Where you? the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but just because it wasn't needed doesn't mean that it lacks merit. I really, really enjoyed it. Good. Way, way more than I okay. enjoyed it. I Florence Pugh, and I'm, I'm not as big of a fan of, a, of Florence mm-hmm. Pugh as like, Ian is, let's say. But she's fine. I always find her just fine in everything, but I thought she was really fucking good in this. The, the, the way she kept mocking her about her um, a superhero stance, and then she tried it, and she was like, no, that'll kill her. That's disgusting. <laughs> I loved it. Just, like, the little throwaway sistery bits. And I know people have been complaining about those and saying it feels really forced and stuff. I, I don't think it does. I think it feels quite natural, and I think it really works. I I, I really enjoyed this. Like, way, way more than I expected to. Good, good. Uh, so, Ian, did it, did it work for you or did it feel a little bit TV? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there, there, this is the thing. I mean, I'm very, very glad Becky enjoyed it because, um, I mean, I, I can't. I can't say I didn't enjoy it, but I just I thought it made a lot of missteps. I mean. To, to be clear, I thought Florence Pugh was great, and I thought the little sister energy that she brought was was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. Really, really like David Harbour, but he's got big, big drunk oaf energy, which I support. Um, like that, I'm just kind of in the tank for that kind of shit anyway. So, um, absolutely, but. I find it quite amusing that he's come out and said in an interview that because obviously um, when he met and started seeing Lily Allen, Lily Allen um, it was when he was sort of working on this, so he was like that, and then he's finished this and then started getting um, ready to do the next Stranger Things, in which he's in a Russian prison and um, all that kind of shit's going on. I think. There's, there's some kind of weird stuff coming in, in in it but he's lost a lot of weight and he's had to do quite a lot of working out and tidying himself up a little bit and she's like complained about it <laughs> that's not what she married <laughs> oh. <laughs> normally it's the other way around isn't it yeah i david arbor and lily allen's such a fun couple yeah uh, um like that's that's great um yeah so i yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed him. Um, Rachel Weisz, I thought, was underused, and uh, you know, I don't know. Her character's quite, quite quiet, and I, I, I suppose that is the character. But I was, I, w- I was hoping for a bit more from her. But yeah, I like I say, it. Scarlett Johansson. No one's really talking about Scarlett Johansson when they're talking about Black Widow. No. Um, you know, and it, it's you. You look at the film, and that's not really a surprise. Like everything you learn about her you, you know 
you yeah yeah you know or you see it in the trailers and yeah. this does feel like okay the 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 kind of like the the bad guy and the plot there is very much a single film plot you know so they are able to do things about the manipulation of young women and people trafficking and things like that which is uh, which is fine i think for a marvel film to attack that is it, it is very good is it as effective as it would probably would have been if it was not a marvel studios film no you know because they can't really go all red sparrow with it you know um or any other film about young girl trained as an assassin but uh, like abused in the doing so you know but yeah this film weirdly feels like a almost an obligation of we've got to do a send-off for Scarlett Johansson but b hey we've got the opportunity to introduce some new characters and see how they go so when Mark says about the tv thing it almost feels like this is a pilot for will people connect with David Harbour will people connect with Rachel Weiss? will people connect with Florence Pugh you know and then depending on that hey, you may never see them again, and never mind, because, you know, this is a standalone film. You know? So this is the thing. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Rachel Weisz, we barely see her again. David Harbour gets a featured role in one of the Marvel TV series and occasionally pops up in the films. And Florence Pugh, like, basically, ha- like, is now going to be in, like, a Young Avengers along with Spider-Man and whoever the fuck else gets introduced, Shang-Chi, you know. So it did feel TV. And I mean, I watched what I, you know, I watched all of WandaVision. WandaVision was more ambitious thematically and creatively than Black Widow was. Didn't stick the landing though, did it? I, no, I really liked the ending of WandaVision. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that to be contrarian. I, 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 I really enjoyed One Division. As soon as we're done with the podcast tonight, uh, Don and I are going to watch the last episode of Loki. I'm fucking pumped for that. The, the, the Marvel TV series that hasn't connected to me so far from the Disney Plus shows is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, funnily enough, is the one that's most like these fucking films. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's weird. Also, uh, Ray Winstone's accent needs to be tried for war crimes. <laughs> Ray Winston basically gave up after he, he was into the party. He kind of he kind of decided, you know what? I've worked with Scorsese doing scenes with DiCaprio, um, Jack Nicholson. I think I've I've I've, I've reached it now. Peaked. Yeah, I've peaked. It ain't gonna get any better than this. He's awful. And it, it seems odd getting him in, but getting him into a Marvel movie as the villain. It just it feels odd. It, it made it feel like, really? That's your super villain? The Bet365 head? Have him, just have him as a London gangster or something if you're going to do it. Just go full Ray Winstone. Don't, don't be... Why wasn't, this... why wasn't that Peter Stormare? Oh, that would have been great. Peter Stormare delivering those lines to Scarlett Johansson. Right, Natasha, yeah. Yeah, welcome to our red room. It would have Sorry. felt more real. Like, the thing is, I I didn't dislike it um, at all. But 
it's the first Marvel movie for a long time that I've watched and gone, where's the budget? The yeah, action scenes were were quite low. Like, it, the, the you know, you've got the, the prison break, but it's not a very long sequence, and it's a long movie. It's two and a bit hours long. Maybe that's not the vibe but, they're going no, for. That, that, that's fine. That's not the vibe they're going for. But how the fuck did it cost $200 million then? I'm going to slight, just with the vibe thing. So I, I saw it in IMAX and they did do stuff that was actually shot for IMAX. So the aspect ratio did widen up. So they obviously thought that the action was going to have some merit here. Um, but, you know, There was some ambition there. But yeah very very flatly directed action and just like the fact that the end at action is okay it's shit falling down in the sky and them trying to save things in the sky i don't yeah it's been a while since we've had a ship falling from the sky marvel movie isn't it (laughs) but then we did have those seven in a row (laughs) it just the thing is, I think Scarlett Anderson is, is good in it, but it it used better. <laughs> Sorry. It, it was yeah. It well, was difficult though, isn't it? Because you're familiar with Black Widow, so you see you see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and you're like, oh yeah, it's Black Widow. Nothing nothing new to see here. But Florence Pugh being introduced, and David Harbour being introduced, and Rachel Weisz being introduced—they're they're all new characters, and it's like, oh, so obviously people are going to be talking no, about them more. But but, but yeah, sorry. But, I, but th- you had her relationship with the guy who can get things for her. Yeah. Who, I think he's not been in any of the ones, has he? I don't think so. I don't remember him in no, any of the This is the first one he's oh, been. Has he? No, 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 he hasn't. It, like, it, it's weird because it kind of feels like you're, you're almost supposed to know who he is. Yeah, you're supposed to know who he is. But the thing is, he, he was quite interesting. That, that he, he almost is like the shop that you go to in a computer game. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just you buying. Sorry. He's <laughs> just around every level, and you can just go up to him, and he'll get you a what is it? But I think they're even done that. But but, uh, but the problem there is, what happens after this movie? Because all these characters are set now in the fucking timeline of of Marvel. All this that happened happened what six years six seven years ago hmm. well she's obviously gone off and done something else hasn't she with some other shady organization because there's the bit with that woman at the grave oh with julie louis dreyfus yeah yeah which is set seven years after the end of black widow right uh, as a film yeah all right that, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's around because Fal- she's in falcon and the winter soldier so it, who, who that is? is like relatively modern day i think yeah it, so Florence Pugh's in that or Julia Louis Dreyfus? No, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. She um. So I haven't seen all of Falcon Winter Soldier, but so um fucking Wyatt Russell, who's like the new Captain America, basically he he doesn't necessarily go bad, but he doesn't exactly extol the virtues of Captain America, and he's recruited by Julia Louis Dreyfus. So it looks like she's kind of getting a team of shadier avengers together almost all right well that's quite interesting but the irritating thing there is we didn't have a clue that that was the case Mm. because we haven't yeah quite yeah so that's and i i I have 
I have zero interest in watching any TV shows. What's for the and it's it's just because I don't I, I'm invested enough to watch the movies. I'm not invested enough to watch six hours of a TV show times three. Mm. I, I I just I I don't care. And the problem and, is what you're gonna have there is oh, people yeah. who haven't watched the TV show against the end of it, and you're like, oh, who's she? And you're gonna start to think. Like with the guy who can get shit, you start thinking, wait, should I know who he... You're going to go, do you know what? Fuck it, I can't even bother anymore. Yeah. Because that wasn't as interesting as any of the previous ones. It's, I mean, it's not as interesting as the last five Marvel movies. Yeah. And, and the, that, the thing that is the issue they've got. Disney are betting that, you know, okay, if they lose 20, even like 20% of the people who just like i don't care about the tv don't really want to keep up and whatnot and just drop drop out uh, drop out if they've then got those other like the other 80 percent who are watching the disney plus shows paying the money for that you know and invested in seeing the films and who knows what other media there may be that 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 could just be a financial decision that they're they're willing to take and it's like my worry for the films is in a way it's a worry but in a way it's good for for you guys that they are gonna have you know at least for the, the next little while they are gonna have to do something so where doctor strange and the multiverse of madness um at the very least wonder vision is going to key into that quite directly and they're gonna have to have some content in there to explain what happened with wonder and vision to like get to the point that she is at in doctor strange you know because if they don't you won't have a clue what's going on but when they do the people who, who have watched those tv shows are going to be like yeah we fucking know get on you know so it, it's almost like you're not going to make anybody happy that's going to be that, that that's the, the point you raise about that guy who sells her shit you're right i i could see how you'd be thinking like has he been in one of the 20 other films has he been in one of the tv series julia louis dreyfus i mean to be fair I, I, like we, we, this was supposed to be out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier was even on, yeah. so it would have been who the fuck is she in Black Widow, leading to her being a bit more of a presence in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And my understanding is she's not in that much either. Like to be honest, unfortunately, I kind of feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is now required reading, so I might just go back and. I, like I say, I've watched half the series. I might just do the rest of it and get it over and done with. But, you know, that sense of obligation there, it, that's going to start bleeding through. It is. And the thing is, with, with Black Widow, I think the stronger points are the, the more family-based points. Mm. Yeah. Are the stronger bits of, of the movie. I really liked Florence Pugh. And I thought she was, she was good. She brought a really, I want to use the word spunky energy um, to it. <laughs> um and it was it was fun her like you say her taking the piss out of the the superhero thing was I mean, really when i quite... think of florence Pugh, i think of spunk but yeah i guess <laughs> it, it was it was really it was quite it was quite good um harbour like you say ian his his offish energy w- w- was fun rachel vice seemed like halfway through it she was like oh this will be a bit of fun and then got there and was like i'm not having a lot <laughs> it was a little bit like that. Mm. It, 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 it felt it felt like she was giving it a go, and then she was like, "Nah, I don't. This is, this is for me." 
it no. was very low energy it was her low thing energy. um but mostly, I think my, my biggest issue with it, the whole movie, I, like I said, I enjoyed spending time with, with a lot of the characters, is the story was crap. The story was crap. She's on the run, yeah, from that, fair enough, but that's a pre-existing story. But the the Red Room thing is in a thing floating around in the atmosphere, and what? Nothing has picked it up. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, basically... They'd have been better off having it, like, underground. Yeah, yeah, underground or in literally in the middle of the ice of Siberia. Why not have that? Oh, no, because they did that with the prison earlier. It, it just... It was just like, oh, there is there is no fucking way that Tony didn't fucking know about that. <laughs> there just isn't. <laughs> That's a really good point. There, there just isn't. <laughs> At fucking <laughs> all. Right? It was complete fucking, and it's the problem is they keep going back to the well with the same things. Oh, it's not her fault. She was under mind control. Oh, you mean like Clint was under mind control in Ultron, and like Blah was under mind control in that one. Blah 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 blah. It's just it have some look. Don't don't open the big book of Marvel fucking stories and go that one that. One. On that one. Oh, but we used that one in this and this. Yeah, but you're forgetting it worked. It just <laughs> come up with something fucking different. It's yeah. the problem is this movie could have been really fucking good, but it felt so much like a oh they won't shut up about why we're in a Black Widow movie. Just do one. All right, who should we get to write it? I don't care. Can't that computer write it? Can't you just press right on that computer and it'll just spit out a fucking script? And that's what it feels like. I think that's a little unfair. It's two and a bit hours long. They break a guy out of prison. They then do the, oh, look, it's not really her. Because what? She put a weird mask on her face. Jason, Jason Statham would be well jealous. Jason Statham would have been well jealous <laughs> about that. But also as well, you look at it and going, and going, oh, the minute she took it off, her entire body shape changed. It it, it, it pushed it, it pushed it too fucking far. Oh, and we did all these miraculous things. Look, look, this pig can die when I say die. What? Well, that's the chemical what? mind control. That's demonstrating what they've done with the right. mind control. That's fine, but don't use a fucking pig to do it. It just, it, it felt, and they didn't even stick that bit either. Because you've got the, yeah, I was one of the, the agents that they tested it on. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it, it was that. It was like, it was, there was, there was no worse. Do you know, can, can I just put out, you're not actually my real daughter, so I don't give a shit. I think the energy with that, though, was, was a kind of a, yeah, I knew. Like, this isn't a surprise to me. Whereas Florence Pugh really sees her as a mother, so would think that if she knew about it, she would have stopped it. Just Rachel Vice doesn't see her as her daughter, so, yeah. I just, I, it, it's a really big missed opportunity for me. This, you could have done a really good origin story of, um, of Black Widow, um, 
without actually even having to tell the origin story of Black Widow by telling the origin story of her sister and thus going, this is the same thing as you went through, thus you, as the audience, now know what happened in her origin story. And they didn't. They just had this red room that does nothing. And they don't then, really show you anything that happens in the red room. And then, oh, you can't hurt me because of pheromones. Fuck off! What if she'd have called? What if one of them got a fucking cold and went, I've got a cold. Wait a minute. I don't have this mind-altering thing that stops me from being able to stab this fucking prick. <laughs> it's, I, no, I'm sorry. It, 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 it's it, too much. Too much fanciful. Ruined what could have been a really fun movie. I'm not a misery. It's just do better. And you shouldn't have to do homework to go to watch the movie. No, you shouldn't. Your homework, your homework has been the past 20 fucking movies you've watched. It really does concern me, actually, because I wouldn't mind giving Loki a go, but I'm not super keen for it. I have no interest in watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. So is the next sort of, the next release set of releases of movies, are they just going to make no sense? My my problem here is you're giving characters that aren't interesting enough to have their own movie. Their own TV. So you're gonna give them their own what six hour TV show, and people need to watch that to be able to watch the more interesting characters at play. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. There's a possibility by the end of this year I might be there going, do you know what? I'm done with them. Because yeah. because the next two that are coming up, what? The Eternals? No, Genuinely, I would prefer to watch an Eternals biopic. Because I think it would be more interesting. Fun. Yeah. Just all them being really fucking hard put Louise Redknapp. Yeah. And then I was realising that they were probably right to pick Louise Redknapp as a terrible human. Oh, and she, has she gone back to nerding, or is she still red now? She's just Louise now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd prefer to watch that. And then Shang-Chi, which we all prefer to watch Snake Eyes. No, the, the, the more recent trailer of Shang-Chi. Oh, I still there. think Shang-Chi's going to be banging. Yeah. It's price hit the summer that's released in November. September. September, then as well. <laughs> and then fucking Spidey. Which is like Spider-Man Christmas, isn't it? It is Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking got all right. <laughs> um, I'm touching cloth with Black Widow. Where are you, Bex? Definitely not shit. Good. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, actually. I, 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 am, I am really glad you enjoyed it. You've made me feel dumb for life. No, it's not dumb for liking it. Jesus no, Christ. God, no. Do you remember some of the shit that I like? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm touching cloth. Maybe def definitely not shit. I um, yeah. I just I I I wish it lingered more positively in the memory than it did. Um, yeah. I just yeah. I just wish Scarlett Johansson had a better send off, to be honest. And also, like, just why does she only dye her hair right at the end to kind of like reset herself ready for infinity war you're on the run and you're just going to look exactly the same yeah ah no though but she there's a bit 
where she's in the caravan thing. Yeah. And she's about to dye her hair. And then the generator goes off. Ah, fair point. There is actually. Yeah, you're right on that and one. And then it all kicks off from there when she goes to the thing, doesn't it? Yeah. So she's not going to go. Oh, I would may argue she kicks. had time to dye her. She, well, I, I think she, she had gets some... attacked by Taskmaster, goes back to the cabin, goes, right, hang on a second. She's got to dye my hair. No, but I, 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 I think that. No, but I think between there and Budapest, she probably had a bit of time, considering that it is something that is going to actively help her. Have you ever tried dyeing your hair from red to platinum blonde, Ian? <laughs> it doesn't have to be platinum blonde. There uh, was one bit that actually that came up there. Have a right. fucking haircut. <laughs> yeah, fucking Captain Marvel managed to get fucking one, didn't she? Maybe she was just... Around going on. I mean, right, Taskmaster. Yeah. Right. Worst fucking villain a lot of them so far. Pretty rough. When, when they revealed who it was, right, there was a, there was a palpable sense of what? Like, oh my god, it was like that's disappointing. Yeah. I thought it'd have been something better. Yeah, because they were all like keeping it secret in the trailers. You never saw it without its mask on, all this kind of stuff, and it's like. Oh, it's his daughter. It's his daughter who genuinely looks physically like she wouldn't be able to do any of those things. And that suit looks well heavy. I think it's the suit that's doing the things, though, isn't it's it? It's suit doing the things, yeah. But it, just, and shit. but it just feels a little bit like that. that's not as cool as the fact that it's it, it's one of these trained people. Mm. And then it just, like I say, it's don't you fucking dare fucking speak, Kalakenko. Oh. You know, Hollywood has done that fucking girl a rotten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Imagine that. Imagine her going home and going, and going I'm in a Marvel movie. I did Bond. It didn't work out. But I'm in a Marvel movie. Nothing can go wrong now. Uh, okay. Grammy lines? With the, they're, not, they're not in... I don't have any fucking lines! The bag just comes in and goes... Don't fucking let her speak. What has she done to somebody? I don't know. She always dies horribly as well, doesn't she? She don't, yeah, she don't even actually get to die horribly in this. She gets to die horribly, but without actually even dying. Yeah. And literally, it's clearly not her doing all the flippity bits and shit like that within that suit. So all of her Kenko is literally on set for 15 minutes. Yeah. And it'll have been car park in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm touching cloth. Our audience, Paul, definitely not shit, 57%. Touching cloth, 36%. And shit, 7%. And on that note, PP break. When's, when's, when's Eternals out? Who cares? November. November? Yeah. So it's Shang Chi's the next one then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, September, November, December. We got three Marvel films in four months. Um, hey Hannah, you know I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of Shield. I think during you know global pandemics storms all of these things it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million absolutely times, nothing like a binge watch star trek 
Bevelon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be. Or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. control your life but life isn't a science experiment you can't contain your world forever try doing one thing that scares you over break okay yeah this serves as an entry voucher for me escape, escape rooms be the, the first, first to escape our most immersive room, room yet and win a million dollars so uh when does the game start I think this is the escape room. We should look for clues. What are we looking for here? Anything that looks like a puzzle or a code. It looks like an oven dial. That looks real. It's kind of warming up in here. Uh, excuse me, we'd like our hit now, please. Well, that's creepy as hell. Is it getting hotter? How do we get out of here? It's Fahrenheit 451. Got it. about immersive what's wrong with you that was real whoa dumb question 
Are we outside? As soon as we get this figured out, as soon as we get the hell out of here. Who would do this? They know every move that we're making. They knew everything about us. This is my hospital bed. Me too. They made these rooms for us. Have you ever seen things that weren't there before? I am not imagining this. Surviving is a choice. I want to let me out of here. That's why they chose us. And they all look just the same. Escape room. Is directed by Adam Robertel and stars some people. Taylor Russell, Logan Miller, Deborah Ann Wall, uh, Tyler Bean. That's Dale from Tuckerndale. Yeah. Uh, and some other uh, other people. Uh, and what is it about? What is it about, Becky? Six strangers find themselves in a maze of deadly mystery rooms and must use their wits to survive. I mean that's lowballing a bit. Though, isn't it's it? lowballing it, isn't it? Yes, but it, but 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 that is basically what it is. It's a series of escape rooms. Yeah. Um, Ian, on a rewatch yes. of Escape Room, did it hold up for you? Yes, it did. I very much enjoy Escape Room. Um, it is absolute nonsensical bobbins but it knows it it's just it is a big fuck off conspiracy of rich people paying for this shit to happen and it happens because the people are rich and here are a bunch of mice in a trap but hey do you know what we're actually going to maybe make you like the people and we're not necessarily going to, you're not necessarily going to want to actually see them die because they're in an escape room and you kind of want them to figure it out. That's different, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I am a fan of this film. Um, Was in the cinema, was on rewatch. Um, and yeah, I am fucking pumped for the new one. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, excited to see what you guys bought. Uh, Bex, so you watched the wrong escape room. Yeah. Uh, which you actually quite enjoyed. I did. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy the right escape room uh, as much as the wrong escape room? It's a very different film. Is it? Yeah. But yeah, I did. We're in different ways. What are those words? Um, well, the other one is 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 much more like low key. This is bonkers. So there's that. It's it's very elaborate, isn't it? Um, it kind of kind of made me think of um like a few there's a few different things like Saw obviously is is kind of one that springs to mind. Cube um obviously you've got a yeah. similar kind of setup but not with elaborate rooms um tv show no end house that i really liked which is based on a 
creepypasta online story thing. Um, and yeah, it's 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 got it's got good vibes. I really enjoyed it. It's 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 watching it. It's like, hang on, is is there something kind of supernatural going on here? But no, it's just rich dudes that are dickheads. I quite like that it just went with rich dudes that are dickheads. Yeah, because you you have that that very sort of cold opening of essentially a room getting crushed, mm. and you're watching it going. That looks like that looks like expensive stuff. Yeah. I mean that that escape room. It's not one that you can reset and redo again. That's like a one. That's a one-off escape one, room. One and done. Yeah. yeah. One and done. It seems like an awful lot of effort to go to for that. Um, I I kind of like that. It doesn't as well. It manages to throw you into the action quite quickly, uh, but also develop the personality of the people that you've got. Are you gonna have there really sharpish, and they're very simple personalities to to, to develop. Yeah. They they establish it quite well straight away. You know that the the stockbroker guy is gonna be a douchebag. That's why they made him a stockbroker. <laughs> um, that um, Taylor Bean's character is gonna be your you know fairly nice everyman. Yeah. Um, and you know they'd already established the other characters within that. But like you were saying, Arian, it you do kind of start to to give a shit about them because they don't really tend to turn on each other that much. No, he is, yeah. but he's also not an unmitigating dickhead. No. You know, he's not he's not in Saw Five, is it? Where they got caught in the where they have to go through the various rooms and it turns uh, out if they had killed each other, they'd have all been fine. Yeah, yeah. Um you know that the guy who literally just straight away is a dickhead. Yeah, he's not quite that bad. Yeah. So you, you've got you've got that level to it. Mm. Uh, it's it, it's I, I'm I'm amazed that it only cost nine million dollars because it looks looks expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what mainly being in interior sets with really fucking world class production design does. Yeah, it is. It, it's. It's really clever production design that makes you go, all right. But like when they go out of the essentially what is the, the like the chalet a little bit, and they go outside and it, they're, they're outside. Yeah. You look at it going, all right, holy shit, this looks it looks good. It does look really good. Yeah. It doesn't. It, you you aren't looking at it going, all right, but I know that's a lot and that is green screen. Yeah. It, it felt it, it it seemed to have a texture to it. Mm. That green screen sometimes doesn't. Green team sometimes has two different textures: the texture that is the backdrop and the texture that is the actors that you are watching. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this didn't. It all it all melded together quite well. And yeah, the story is a bit bobbins. <laughs> yeah. But shouldn't high concept horror be that? Yeah, yeah. It should make next to no fucking sense. And if you're gonna do some high concept, make it make it this kind of thing. Mm. Make it a make it a bit daft, and then at the end of it, basically have the ending of the first Final Destination movie. <laughs> I just I love the fucking insanity of we're gonna design an escape room on a plane. Yep. Fuck it, like that that scene 
is the pure distillation of yeah look we know we we know this is fucking ridiculous of course it is you know just enjoy it we're gonna do some outlandish shit and i want more of that in the sequel i hope the sequel like maybe has some stuff that's kind of like out in the open a little bit more like the um the bit where they go outside the chalet and they're outside that still was obviously very setty you know yeah, it's like because, I, but, but I, I, that is, you're supposed to you, you, you're supposed to still believe that what is what is actually outside is actually inside but like i don't want escape room i want escape town <laughs> but that yeah it is and it's you you do finish that movie going i will watch the fuck out of a sequel to that movie <laughs> it get it, just that ending it's so like just giddy in you know I'm glad she got over her fear of flying. <laughs> you know, it's fucking great. Just uh, oh, a wonderful thing. And oh. you won't like this, Bex, but, but me and Ian will. Okay. Right? Escape Room Tournament of Champions, 88 minutes. Hell yeah. Do you know what that means? That means literally they're not gonna they're not gonna have like a soft intro or anything like that. No, you are gonna be dropped in, into it. Just them in a fucking escape room from the fucking start. Classy tie, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking like an hour and 20 pre-credits. Like, yeah. that's, that is some chef's kiss shit. Yep. Oh. Yeah. One of the credited, what is it, is Deborah Ann Wool is credited in this. What, in the new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a flashback because she 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 done got dead. She 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 done did got dead. But we're excited we got the what's his face because it's gonna be in First Street nineteen seventy eight and then it was just flashbacks. Oh, Fred. Yeah, yeah. I've watched mm. that. Our boy Fred's not. Yeah, what in it was he? He's in the next one though. Yeah. Our boy Fred comes back. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, Escape Room definitely not shit. Really excited for. Uh, tomorrow night, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Hell yeah, definitely not shit. Great fun. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime in the UK, 4K on Amazon Prime as well, which yeah. is uh, great. So no excuse. Uh, our audience poll, definitely not shit. 50%. Touching cloth, 17%. Shit, 25%. And Geostorm, 8%. Hmm, okay, it's mixed. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching, bud? Uh, so I've got a few things. I know Becky's got to her weird shit that she was trailering last week that I'm um, looking forward to uh, getting into. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no, cool. I mean, I'm just looking forward to hearing about it. Um, so yeah, I've got a, I've got a few things. Uh, watched uh, John Wick again. Um. I'm I'm gonna like go through the other two at, at some point soon. Um, yeah, I really like John Wick. Obviously, um, it it it's a great scene setting for what the other two do, but it also tells its own story. Like you did not have to have a second one, you know. And the the second one just expands it expands it out, and the third one does that again, you know. Um, yeah, I I have a terrific time with John Wick. 
Um, watched, uh, rewatched Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Is Alita Battle Angel? I, I think the the thing about it that you kind of have to get your head around is how fucking sincere that film is. Yes. Um, it's you know it, it's got this kind of like cyberpunky kind of like aesthetic to it and you know it's um obviously Alita is this like motion capture mixed with real performance and uh you know there, there's quite the whole kind of like Christoph Waltz is a hunter killer who like goes around hunting bad guys with a big blade and all that kind of shit you know it, it's it's doing some wild shit there but it's also just like this really nice story of this girl who falls for a guy from the wrong side of the tracks and literally pulls out a heart and says i would give my i i would give my heart to you if you asked me to you know even though his reaction in that is a little bit like fucking hell calm down that's really intense you know and it's (laughs) honestly watching that film again the look on his face it is properly like look i'm into you but you need to dial it down a notch you know and so i think the film does know that but it's not necessarily laughing at her you know um it's yeah i rather got on board with it this time around i must say um that the action sequences are you know really well done it very much creates a world and you know i mean it did over 400 million dollars worldwide you know that's not to be sniffed at and I can't help but think that if the Fox Disney thing didn't happen, there probably would have been another. And I I would have been up for that. It just it's if it, it feels quite young adult, but in the like costume of a really big blockbuster. Um and yeah, yeah, I I it's not a masterpiece don't get me wrong but i think it's a really fucking interesting film and by the end of it elita's like my boyfriend's dead you james cameron looking like ed norton you're up there i'm becoming really famous down here because i want to get a ticket up there so i can fucking murder you it's like yeah do it that's that's great elita get it done you know i yeah yeah, I, I, I like Alita Battle Angel. Good film. Good. But you you've just gotta you've got yeah, I don't know, you just have to connect with it in the right way. You know, it's uh yeah. Um then a couple of films I watched with uh with lots. Um so any parents of young kids keep listening, otherwise you can probably skip. Uh Wish Dragon which is a Netflix film uh which I'm assuming they bought from Sony um it, it's a, a columbia and like sony pictures animation joint along with tencent the uh massive media conglomerate from china they uh they co-financed this one um it's basically aladdin but in modern day china um there is the wish dragon is literally a guy kind of just doing robin williams um but it was nice enough you know good moral i was pretty drunk when i I was watching it to be honest so uh like yeah 
had a few beers and Lottie was like, can we watch this? It was like, yeah, why not? So Don and I kind of stared at it for an hour and a half, but it was fine. Do you know what's not fine? <laughs> Dog Tanyan and the Free Musker Hounds. So this is in cinemas, which is an achievement. Um, based on the kids TV series from like the 80s or 90s? 80s, I believe it was. But, yeah. but popularised in the 90s. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Um, and yeah, really weird plot with this one, right? The Queen's jewels have been stolen. And if they're not recovered, it could start a war between France and England. Because... The king, if he finds that the queen has lost her jewels, will not trust her anymore and will fall under the influence of an evil cardinal who wants to wage war between England and France. So all the way through this film, I'm just thinking, what kind of relationship do the king and queen have? (laughs) And that was very distracting. (laughs) Yeah. Very odd. It's very odd. I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's an earlier plot where, like, they're, they're trying to, um, what is it? They want to steal the Queen's jewels so that they can, like, because they're going to be sent to England as a present for the King of England. No, the Queen of England with a note saying, hey, don't start war with us because here's a token of how much I respect you, my jewels. But the Cardinal wants to steal them so that he can replace it with a forged note, basically going, here are my jewels, fuck you. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know what was happening. Um, but there, it looks like it maybe cost 50 grand to produce you know, like very, very basic CG animation. Um, the dialogue, I, I think it was foreign language made and then translated, and it feels like the translation was written by Google Translate. Um, and yeah, it just, it's re- like really, really ropey, but because it was rainy on Sunday, it was quite a busy screening. And it's just like, why didn't they just fucking put Luca out? The, the like, thing is that, yeah, it, it, it's not like, I, I, I don't think I'm aware of this, there hasn't been like a, a new recent series of, of Dog Tanya or anything like that. No, it's don't really believe so. Yeah. Kind of... I mean, I, I remember Dog Tanya been on in like the, the early 90s. Because mm-hmm. um, it was it's a Spanish thing. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching the uh, for French TV once recut the entire series into a movie. Uh, so it was one long movie. It was like three and a half hours long. Um, but it was recut to make it this real like um, pro French Revolution um, film. <laughs> it was really quite wow. dark. Yeah. Um, but it was cut from oh, but it, and I remember watching that in in like the mid nineties. It was shown on TV like once, 
But it was like, it was shown, it wasn't shown for like kids, it was shown on BBC Two on a Friday night, like after movie drama. Mm. <laughs> it was really odd watching this. Still technically, like the kids cartoon, but have this really dark, sinister edge to it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was really odd. Like, you, 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 I still love the TV show. You, you can't get hold of that. It's it, it was it was released once on the, on the DVDs, but it was wasn't the uh, French version. It was the Spanish version, which is completely different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. No, no, no. So no, I mean it's interesting. I remember I remember the show and the theme tune and whatnot. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, Lottie like had a had a good time with it, you know, which is obviously the main thing. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I just like I say, why? It's it's weird because it's like this week, both Space Jam and The Crudes Two, which you'd think was ten years old, but no, it's not. Um, they're both coming out in UK cinemas, and it's just like, why didn't you just stick one of them out a couple of weeks earlier or something? You know, it's um. Yeah, really, like really odd. It's subpar stuff, and it's not, it's not very good. But you know, Lots is seven and a half, and she had a really good time with it. I feel like there's probably like another year or two left before she becomes more discerning. I hope so, anyway. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I find it really difficult to get her to engage with a film. Like it, it's just it's not her speed. And but she did with D'Artagnan, so I'm I'm grateful to it for that at least. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's it for me. Bex, you, 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 my weird combo. Yes, let's let's see your weird your weirdness that you watched solo. All right. So how far back are we going? Okay. Okay. So I watched. I didn't speak about Monster House last time, did I? No, we didn't do what we watched. So yeah, it's a good no, bit to catch but, up on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I watch Monster House. I fucking love Monster House. It's it's one of the best kids slash animated horror type ones, and it kind of came out at the same time as I think Frank and Weenie was out around the same time, wasn't it? Well, it Coraline. I'll I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Two thousand six. Um, and it is like Frank and Weenie got all the attention because it was Tim Burton and and Monster House. I seem to remember this being a thing. Um, didn't so much, and it's it's just so good, and the story's really I good. I mean, it was like 2012. Oh, I don't know then what came out at the same time, because Coraline is equally good. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really clever, and it's kind of sad, and there's the stuff with his wife, um, and the animation is is brilliant. Um, so yeah, Monster House, and then I watched Last Action Hero. I've been wanting to rewatch it since. Um, yeah. I think since you spoke about it, and I've been trying to bully Mark into watching it. I just want having it, so I watched Last Action Hero. It. I. It, it was Cars and Ice Age 2006. I don't know. Might just be chatting shit. Um. Oh, no, Are you thinking of Arthur? No. No, no one paid attention to that. Um, Last Action Heroes fucking great. All the little references, the bit like when he goes into the movie thing and Stallone was in Terminator and he's like, nah, 
he was Stallone. He was great in that. It's just there's just some real like nice little kind of metery kind of bits in it. Um, and then like when he realizes that he is actually a fictional character and this kid isn't just talking shit at him. Um, and how much that kind of spins him out, really. It's just, like, what would you do if you found out you were a fictional character? I'd say it explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the simulation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. really, good, really good film. Um, I also watched a film called Good on Paper. Have you guys heard this? It's quite a new one. No. Oh. Um. So basically, this this woman starts dating. Um, no, she she meets a guy at an airport. Um, she's been single for a while. Um, this sounds like the sort of movie I'd watch, Becky. It does. Um, she meets this guy at an airport, and um, then he ends up being sat next to her on the plane, and then they kind of become friends. He she's a stand-up comedian, and um, she like invites him to a show that night. Um, after the flight, and then. He comes and then they have a few drinks and blah blah blah. And they become, no no no, they become friends. He's got a girlfriend at the time and stuff like that. And then eventually they burn and then start a relationship. But it's like down the line a bit. Um, and then like weird things. So it's got uh, yeah, Margaret Shaw plays her friend and owns a bar, and she basically starts pointing out some inconsistencies and some weirdness in the stories that he's telling her um and she gradually realizes like obviously this is a, a bit of a journey but she gradually realizes that everything that he's told her is basically bullshit like he didn't go to the college he said that he went to he doesn't have a house and he said that he did his mum's not sick like even down to like yeah how he initially meets her is um she he hears her on the phone talking about some um woman that held up the TSA line because she dropped a boarding pass. Um and and how stupid it was and stuff. So he basically comes over and like taps her on the shoulder and gives her her boarding pass. In reality it's his boarding pass and he then has to book another seat on the plane. So like even down to like the initial meeting is manipulating her. And then he books and he asks if you can sit next to her because it just it just kind of goes from there and she ends up it, it gets a bit silly like it's it's one of these ones where it's like based on a true story in bunny ears but i think some of the more extreme elements are kind of lies. I, I don't know though because he did get a restraining order against her in real life so in the film her and margaret Cho kind of drug him through his drink and then like tie him up in a chair and like try and get him to admit she just wants him to admit that he's been lying to her the whole time um and they end up i think he ends up getting injured somehow anyway and then he takes her to court and ends up getting a restraining order against her but yeah it's is it good it's all right it's would mark like it mark would probably like it it's it's a 90 minute kind of daft rom com type situation. Margaret Cho's great in it. Um, so, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend you watch it. I maybe wouldn't recommend you watch it, Ian, unless you're feeling... It's a bit throwaway. I would definitely watch that. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, what else did I watch, man? I watched Masters of the Universe. I've been wanting to rewatch that for months. Um, I I have a great affection for Masters <coughs> of the Universe. Um, from obviously like watching it as a kid. And um, oh, post credits. Oh. Post credits gave me fucking such nightmares when I was a kid. <laughs> it's it's actually quite a dark movie, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he managed shit. What what's the names in it? Courtney Cox is in it. Um, it's just really quite good fun. And I think it's when kids' films of this time they don't really exist anymore. Where well, don't you think that'll frighten the kids? Fuck it. Skeletor's supposed to be frightening. Fuck it. Um, oh, you know, He-Man's in a lot of peril. That makes might make some some people upset. Fuck yeah, it. he literally gets whipped. He does get whipped. <laughs> he does get whipped. That was one of the first films. I think. I think. That, I, I genuinely think that was the first film I saw at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you watch him whip? Whop, watch him nay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uncle took me. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. My gay uncle took me to see a movie in which Dolph Lundgren gets whipped shirtless. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, it's quite a horny scene. <laughs> it's quite a horny scene, yes. So, yeah. Uh, did, did you hear your drunk, uh, did, did you hear your uncle just going, <laughs> through parts of it? I, 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 it wouldn't have surprised me, and I would, I, I, looking back on it, I'd be like, you know what, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch Master of the <laughs> <sighs> it was a big deal to me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, I was I was more of a Shira girl. Um, but yeah, really, really fucking enjoyed it on rewatch. I think if I if I watched it now for the first time, I don't know how I'd feel about it. But obviously that nostalgia's there, so I'm watching it like it actually really holds up. It maybe doesn't. <laughs> Did you know that the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme movie Cyborg? It was only made because they started making a Masters of the Universe sequel. Mm. And then literally before they actually started shooting it, they'd done like all the pre-production bits and things like that. Uh, it got pulled oh. uh, and they had made all of these sets. But the sets were like some were all made, some were half made. So what they decided to do <coughs> was use them. And they made the movie Cyborg out of all the used sets. And the, the movie was written in like literally like a week or two. And that's why all the characters' names in the movie Cyborg are named after guitars. Fair enough. Yeah, because it was just easy to think of real names. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go a bit quicker because there's a few left. Um, so me and Isabel watched Repo, the genetic opera. Um, yeah, how did that go? Because you were saying she was up, uh, like she was kind of like, I want to watch that. Yeah, she she really really liked it. Um, yeah. she she really likes Tony Head because he's Giles. So and she's 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 big on Buffy. Um, and he's he's really good in this, and he has got a really good voice. Um, she was like, where do I recognise her from? I was like, fucking Spy Kids, Isabel. Spy Kids. That's what you recognise Alexa Vega oh, from. Alexa Vega, no. Um, so yeah. Um, this the songs are really good in it. It's it's a good kind of. It's, it's a really super creepy story, which she's always down for that. Um, she's like, God, can you imagine if that actually happened? Like, you could get you could get organs on finance, but then they'd come and, like, take them away if you didn't pay. 
yeah, as well, that's the whole premise of the uh, the film. Um, oh, it's the whole future premise of the future NHS. Yeah, yeah. Um, her takeaway on Paris Hilton was, oh, she's not shit. No, she's not shit. I see a few movies in she's not shit. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she really liked like it. One night in Paris, so... I just went straight by you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Nice. I'm not high-fiving that. Nice. No. Oh, high-five that. Vibes. He, fi- he just high-fived himself, Ian. Self-fived. Yeah, no, 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 that was me in spirit. Um, so off the back of Repo, um, I discovered that she's never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show because back when she used to nag about watching it, she was too young because it is a bit horny, a bit of a horny film. Um, and then I've just never got around to watching it. I just assumed she'd seen it. So we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, nothing more needs to be said about Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's an absolute fucking banger. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. I know you hate it. I don't. I've just seen it enough. Yeah. And I've been in it. <laughs> yeah. I was telling her about that. Is it Bentham that played Frank? Yes. Mm. Odd time. It was an odd time, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. And at the end, she was like, we've killed him. I was like, well, he's kind of a baddie, Isabel. Yeah, but, but I liked him. Um, and then I watched They Live because... One of my, it, it, it's one of my favourite films. I think it's really good and really clever and really like totally could be the actual case. So yeah. Fair enough. Um, we'll we'll, we'll speed round now as well, Yeah, yeah. So we watched together. We watched the Money Pit, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Probably a bad time to watch. A that. bad time to watch the Money Pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Money Pit is great. It, it, it again falls back on the fact that. Tom Hanks, before he became the Tom Hanks we all know now, was a brilliant comedic actor. He still is probably a, a brilliant comedic actor, uh, but like he cut his cloth being a brilliant comedic character. And actor. like physical comedy, as yeah. Well. Like he's good at like chucking himself around and, and doing stupid I, shit. I mean, there's a bit, there, there is a genuine bit I genuinely think is one of the greatest comedic moments in all of cinema. Go on. Which is where, um, Ian, have you seen The Money Pit? I'm guessing you have. Uh, yeah, like back in the day. I, I couldn't tell you much about it, but yeah. There's a bit where they're having to go up a ladder uh, um, with buckets of hot water to fill the bath up. Because the stairs are broken. Because the stairs are broken and the water doesn't work upstairs. And they fill the bath and then when the bath gets full, it falls through the floor. And Tom Hanks is stood and it's a shot from below looking up at um shelly long uh, and tom hanks and tom hanks just keeps pointing down at where the gap is and laughing. And, and laughing but like bending his knees at the same time and just laughing and then he just turns around and starts laughing at shelly long but it is the greatest manic laugh in cinema it is absolute just comedic perfection. Mm. Um, it's a batshit movie. Is 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 Money Pit? It it just goes into some odd places. Um, like a lot of his did at the time. Like Joe versus the volcano is weird as fuck, but brilliant. Yeah. You know, and the Burbs is slightly more normal, but it 
still the burbs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's fantastic. Uh, we rewatched um, Civil War in preparation for uh, Black Widow. We did. Yep. It's still uh, the best Marvel movie. It's still the best Marvel movie without question. Yeah. Yeah, it is a, a properly fucking good movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's going back and watching it now though, having seen what the Russos have done after. You are watching it going, hmm, hmm. They got very lucky, didn't they? They'll see lookers. <laughs> like, very fucking lucky. They rode that wave and they they shepherded those movies very, very, very well. Mm. Uh, but, my God, they got lucky. <laughs> um, it's fucking brilliant. Um then we watched uh, Club Dread, didn't we, Vex? We did. We watched Broken Lizards Club Dread. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Club Dread actually holds up all right, doesn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it's really good. It, it, it It's good in the fact that it's a proper, it's a proper, like, slasher movie. Um, yeah. But with a... a, a it, the layer of stupid. The layer of stupid on it. Yeah. That never feels like it's it never feels like it's being nasty to anybody it's no it's being nasty to almost being nasty to to sometimes the laziness of the comedy so you know um um jay chandoreska's uh he plays a um a british tennis instructor (laughs) called putman and it's like jay chandoreska's just gone i'm I'm just gonna try the british accent once and just go with whatever comes out of my mouth (laughs) but it works so well it's not quite super troopers level of of amusing but it's also it's probably aged a little bit better than super troopers the first one right i Club Dread more than Super Troopers 2. Well, you just give me what else you watched. I mean, it's not a secret. So we watched Super Troopers 2. I hadn't seen this yet. This was oh, okay. the first watch for me. I, I I hadn't watched it because of two reasons. One, I forgot about it. Okay. Okay. Two, I was worried that it, would be that it, that it would just be, oh, yeah. You're just trying to tell the same jokes over and over again, and it just looks a bit sad. Mm. And then I was also about rewatching Super Troopers. I thought, what if this funny film is just now not a dated abomination? And I rewatched Super Troopers earlier this year, and it wasn't. It's still quite fun. Yeah. I think Super Troopers two might be better. Okay. I had a fucking great time with this. It is very good. I just didn't find it as funny as Club Dread. But it's not. It, it's so nice mm. <laughs> as a movie. Yeah. It, it's not got no nastiness in it mm. or anything like that. But it's it, it's it's very similar to the first one. But instead, there you know you've got the Mounties yeah. who are who are French Canadian. And one of them is. And one of them is Tyler Bane, yeah. But doing like really bad French Canadian accents. <laughs> but like purposefully bad and then you've got rob Lowe yeah doing a purposefully bad french canadian accent just the horny sexually ambiguous <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you've got like a fight in a brothel mm. in, a, in a unisex brothel 
Um, it is. It's genuinely. I was. I was quite worried about watching it, but it. It's genuinely really quite fun. Yeah, yeah, and quite and quite nice, and the the jokes are dated jokes. They're not they're not comedians who probably shouldn't still be trying to tell jokes. Mm. The jokes are usually quite not too heavy handed, mm. but quite good criticisms of American culture. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's not. It's got no nasty to it though, it? it's not like a mean-spirited film this no. is made now would be really mean-spirited we well, yeah, I mean it's only a couple of years ago is it yeah it's only like three years ago time's changed a lot this came the out the world's changed a lot i, three I years just now. think that the broken lizard were quite a they weren't a we're gonna say things to shock you kind of yeah comedy troupe they were all, all the jokes were at their own expense god what was that awful fucking film we watched not so long back where they were traveling across the country there was a bit with the the ape that shagged the man. Oh, yeah. That was shit. <laughs> but yeah, but and Brian Cox is back, and not just in like a walk-on role. He's, he's, he's probably too. in this more than he is in Super Troopers. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a a running joke isn't there, about one of them uh, taking a female. Um, yeah, like a hormone replacement. Hormone replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gradually getting more and more in touch with his feelings, and then his yeah. boobs start leaking. <laughs> if anybody has been putting off watching Super Troopers too because they thought, right, that's just going to be a shitty nostalgia baiting sequel, don't. It's a lot of fucking yeah, fun, yeah, it and it's it's like a hundred minutes. It's easily watchable. It's not relevant. It is relevant. Right. Should we go down Fair Street again? Let's do it. Yes. Nice. Twice this week. Have you? Yeah. What? Watched it twice. When? Why? Because it felt like too long ago that I'd watched it, so I rewatched it. When did you rewatch it? Oh, I finished it today. Did you? Yeah. Who's that? I've been with you all day. You were having a nap. You like a nap, don't you? I do like a nap. <laughs> You're gonna hang, you witch. Before the witch's final breath, she found a way to cheat her death. God had it off her wicked hand, she kept her grip upon our land. She reaches from beyond the grave to make good men her evil plans. She'll take your blood, she'll take your head, she'll follow you until you're dead. <laughs> String her up. Goddamn thief? No, no. She's no thief. She's possessed by the witch. It's the only way to explain her psycho behavior. <laughs> Guess we're even now. You do know what they did to Seraphia, right? They hanged her on this very tree. But she would have died forever if you did what you always do to witches. You burn them. So, it is... Directed again by uh, uh, Lee Janik, uh, and this time it stars Sadie Sink, Gillian Jacobs, 
uh, Ryan uh, Simpkins and some other people. Uh, Shady side, 1978. School was out for summer and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another Shady sider is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. Fucking Shady sider. Fucking Shady sider. Ian. Fair Street Part 2, 1978. Does it capture the kind of mood that it was going for of the actually 80s movies based on 70s? Kinda. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Um. One key thing, which we talked about in our uh, boy chat WhatsApp, uh, WhatsApp Fred, but those films would use score, not like ten different tracks in the space of fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. I had more problems with the needle drops in this one than I did in the first one. They, they as, really as, started to bother me. Yeah, I mean, with the first one, there's an awful lot of the people in the scene actually listening to the fucking music as well. So, I don't know, there, there, there is some diegetic sense there. With this, it, you know, and it, I, I mean, a lot of films do this, but it's the whole kind of like, you just do like the opening, like, refrain or like the opening chords and whatnot and then you you kind of like mute it down and it's um just why what's 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 the point i it it, yeah i mean it it made me feel like what are they going to do with 1666 like it it, i i I was listening to an interview with lee janiak and she was saying that she's like with the score with the third one she was inspired by like the music of Cliff Martinez, and it's like really fucking interested to hear what 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 the shit they go with with that then, because it seems like there's going to be no needle drops what's, whatsoever, and it's just going to be like an atmospheric score, which is kind of what I wanted from this one, really. Um, I yeah, I, I I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I thought I, I I thought it was all right, and but primarily for the way that it progresses the plot elements that were introduced in the first one more than anything that is unique to this one um the characters were you know they they you know they were fine the the twist you could see coming a mile off because that character in the first one that Gillian Jacobs plays her name's literally C and then the surname and it's like all right so you're not actually telling us what her first name is so obviously it's going to be the sister you don't think it is well this is the weird thing because you turned around to me about halfway through didn't you and said she's going to be the artist didn't you Mm. and I was like oh I thought she was supposed to be yeah (laughs) yeah so I, I, I and that's not that's not me being clever because you're not. Long-term listeners will know. Yeah. Boy, clever. Um, that's what I'm being clever. It's actually me being dumb because uh, I just thought that that was her. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't even make the connection that they were trying to introduce a twist. I was too stupid to realise that there was going to be a twist. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I. 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 Like I say, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one, and. 
I'm I'm hoping that it kind of get gets it back with 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 the last one a little uh, a, a little bit. Max, you love these type of what is it? This is Becky Nip, isn't it? Yeah. This type of shit. Yeah. Um, you really like the first one. Um, does this stick the vibe it's going for, or is it too much like no, you're trying to make a movie like that rather than just fucking making a movie like that? No, I think it I think it sticks it. It's got camp slasher down to a fucking T. It's great. It it just it just does it well. Needle drops don't bother me. I don't I don't have a weird encyclopedic fucking knowledge of exactly what, what year or month a particular song came out. It's not out. even about that, it's about the fact that it's the same fucking songs that so many other films have already used. It's- do something yeah. fucking interesting. Don't 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 use yeah. two prominent songs that were literally the trailer for two and the trailers for two prominent movies recently. I didn't even notice. How could you? Know? What Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then for Guardians Two as well. Mm. It, it's just don't don't. don't. don't I was literally waiting for Freebird to come on, and it didn't, and I was surprised. Were you disappointed? I wasn't disappointed. I just thought, is it that they just couldn't get the licensing or somebody just couldn't fucking shazam it quick ne- enough to work Netflix, out what it was called? Netflix already paid for that for America the Motion Picture, so they weren't allowed. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. They used their token for it that one time. <laughs> Sorry, I count. Um, no, I think I think it does does it really well. I think it, it nails the atmosphere of a camp slasher. Well, you know, it, it, it has been done many times before but it it doesn't necessarily make it an easy thing to do well there are bad camp slashes out there yeah Friday the 13th is crap well yeah it's not great um I think everyone in it is pretty good um what are you shaking your head at I'll get to my book um and I think it sets up the third part really well I just I I know, obviously, you guys are the other way around on this kind of sentiment than I am, but I kind of wish they'd done it as a TV series and done the various different shady side like murderers instead of just like. I'm I'm, I'm surprised they didn't. I, yeah, to I, be I'm honest. very surprised they didn't. I, but I think it's more interesting doing it as as a trilogy of movies. It is, yeah, but, but like. Um, it was origin. It was originally set up with Fox. I think that's why because when netflix basically kind of bought it 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 wasn't like a fox film from start to finish but it was in development with fox and then moved to netflix i think if it was a from that with netflix from the start this would have been like their american horror story Mm. yeah yeah could have seen that Yeah, I want to see what what that fucking girl, the daughter, did that sings the song about hurting the ones you love. I want to know what her story is that killed like seven of her friends. Well, there, 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 there has already been talk, hasn't there, that there might be more Fear Street things after these three movies. Now oh, that would be good. Uh, there, yeah. And obviously the book exists, and I've got the first one on order, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. As long as the two lesbians are all right at the end, I'm all right. I just want them to be happy. I don't really care for Dina. Who's Dina? Dina's the, the, the main one. one. Yeah, the main out of the last film. Oh, her. Yeah. 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 I like her brother, though. He's all right. They're the ones that break and. Uh, the mall. 
the more yeah I love that bit. yeah um no I, I really really liked it I thought it, it it built the tension well enough there was enough points where people were in peril and you were kind of concerned for them I think it sets up the sequel well um and I'm really really looking forward to Friday so Go on, shit all over it. That was really boring. It was really, really boring. Um, it's it started out. A, I get why you're doing a, why they're doing a rap. So it starts out at the what is it? But then look, they literally just sit down on the floor while she t- tells them this big long story. What else would you prefer? Just to it, do? just it just I don't know. It felt a little bit lazy that. But then the whole, I don't think it was helped by the fact that Ryan Simpkins is fucking awful in it. Who's that? She's terrible. Oh, is that Cindy? Maybe. Which one's she? The sister. Alice. The friend, not friend. Yeah. Yeah, she was terrible. Um, And I just... I didn't give a shit about any of the characters at all. At all. Apart from the guy who ended up becoming the killer. Because he seemed like a nice kid. He did. He seemed like an alright kid. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he got attacked and then he started hacking people in the face. Um is way too long. It is quite long. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what do you know what do you know what the movies of like Friday the 13th, that did well. They didn't outstay the fucking welcome. Mm. This outstayed its fucking welcome. Lord, I don't think this one explored enough the sunny side versus shady side thing. You know, you, it's there because you've got the the colour war. Colour war, whatever the yeah. fuck that is. Um, but it doesn't delve, it, I don't think it, it didn't make enough of it. It kind of just assumes you already know because you've watched the other movie mm. and I don't know make a little bit more of it make that a little bit more prevalent in it rather than just something that we should already know but it, it is something you should already know because why would you be watching this one if you haven't watched the first one and I think they do make it fairly pre- prevalent that girl essentially try to fucking burn Sadie Sink's arm at the start is because she's a, a shady sider and she's being possessed by the witch. No, it's because she thinks she's stolen her money. Yeah, but yeah, well, that's, that's because, how she's yeah. justifying it to herself. I did. I, 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 I genuinely didn't get that though. No, I thought she was just like a dickhead who wanted to hurt her and said, "Oh, she's a witch." I, I didn't get. I did not. I, I didn't get the sense there was any actual possession then. Oh no, but she's she's using it to justify it to like the other kids and to like when they come up to you know she's trying to kind of take the piss out. But there's obviously a, it's a continuation of existing bullying. Oh yeah, 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 I, I can see that. Yeah, okay. But I just I, I didn't I, I I didn't get on with it. It didn't. But then again, in saying that, it, it, as a horror fan, that the, the campsite what is it is not a a particular genre that that grabs me. Mm. Yeah, I think whether they're doing well, they can be really good. But sometimes, if you drag them out too much, mm. they can feel what it is. And the killer becomes the killer really fucking quick in this. They are on the run from him in a small place for a long, long time. It's not a surprise a lot of them die. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it, 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 there's, there's, there's that there. It's and there's no peril with the with the officer guy because we know he's still alive. There's no peril with the main girl because we know she's still alive. Yeah, but I think you were supposed to not know. I think you were supposed to not maybe tweak that because her sister is called Cindy and she's called Ziggy. The, 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 the sister's death was quite grim. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, yeah, I mean, that scene would have been more impactful if they kind of had both died because all the way through, I'm just thinking, all right, well, one of them lives. So, and that almost takes me away from the bleakness of it because that shit, like, without that context, there's a couple of minutes here that is just incredibly fucking dark. Yeah. Like, both of them just being fucking murdered while they're, like, looking at each other and holding hands. Like, it's horrible. But then, I, I will say, CPR, really? That's going to... When the, those are the injuries? <laughs> yes, that is a good point. It is. And it's... But the thing is, they do look like movies. They don't look like extended TV episodes. Yeah, that's true. I, I, these look like more more like films than Black Widow does. Sorry. No, I, I'd agree with that. They're, they're, they're well-made films. And I can see why people would really like this. I can see why it's clicked more than 94 has. But I prefer 94 mm. because this doesn't have Fred. If you're a Fred in there, fucking, I'm, I'm all on board. What well, is in the next one? It's it's I, I'm well up for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It looks yeah. fucking great. It looks like it'd be bonkers, the next one. I'm all up for the fucking witchcraft and fucking setting, what is it, 1666? 1666. Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring that shit on. Uh, so I am. Um, don't want to say shit, but I do think it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> but it's through gritted teeth. Um, uh, d- definitely not shit. I thought it was fine. Yeah, definitely not shit. Mm. Well, everyone agrees with mild, you, but... because our audience <laughs> poll is definitely not shit 71%, touching cloth 7%, shit 7%, and geostorm 15%. You're just miserable. Yeah. It would appear so. Yeah. I've been a bit miserable this week. <laughs> you have been a bit miserable yeah. this week about the films. I don't know. I'm just like, it's nice, nice to see new stuff. I think it was all quite good. You're like, mm, look, we were shit. This well, everybody shit. likes Escape Room. He likes Escape Room, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was old. It's been two years old. If it was the new Escape Room, it'd have been like, shit. No, I'm not. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I'm going to have a fucking whale of a time. A whale. Whale. A whale of a time. time. Yeah. Uh, questions. Andrew Jones, friend of the show, says, you wake up in Kant, no memory of how you got there, no ID, no knowledge of anything before this moment. What film do you try to get into at the fest? I ain't got a clue what show in, so. I mean. The next one that's on. Fast and Furious 9. If I woke up and I was like, in this t-shirt, I'd be like, oh, it's there. Oh, fuck, clearly I'm here for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 9. It's 9. Yeah, it's what I'd go to. It's fine for me because I don't know anything else that's playing. And I only know that Flynn's playing because you said it earlier. Brave Dispatch is playing. Yeah. I'd rather see that closer to home so that I can come from the cinema five minutes home and just be like, and be able to process my thoughts with it. Ian. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say French Dispatch just because it's the one I've been wanting to watch for two years. You know, um, even though I said, uh, you know, I am worried about it earlier on. It's like I'm I'm very, very ready for the French Dispatch and then to move on from the French Dispatch. <laughs> you want to you want to have seen it, not see it. <laughs> kind of. I, 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 do you know what? It might be. I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to it. And not just so I can be a bitch about yeah, Wes Anderson. That, that worries me because No, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. But so I can be a bitch about Wes Anderson. I I I actually want to see it. I want to see what 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 the what the, the fuss is about. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he's got a big old box of tricks. And he's going to use them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true well, that. Pay the people to use them while he supervises and then tag his name onto it. It's not animated enough, is it? Uh, there is some stop motion animation and some regular animation stuff and all sorts in it, apparently. Oh, that? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So apparently it's only a direct, like, ten minutes of it. Do you already mean a bit? I know. I did not see a bitch when watch the actual movie. What are we covering next week, Ian? What a cacophony of pleasures we have next week. Um, we have the mighty escape room tournament of champions great subtitle that um (laughs) uh we've got the forever purge mark and i have got space jam a new legacy and we've got fear street 1666 so it's a busy one yeah it's a busy one isn't it Mm. that's a lot to watch yeah yeah we need to watch the last purge movie so we can be caught up on the purging I actually think I might not. Like, I just, <laughs> it's going cold. Well, I've seen the first three, and the first purge is about the first purge. The forever purge is supposed to be the world after the purge is stopped. So, yeah, let's see. Or they do a purge, but then it carries on. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. What, so they, 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 just, just the purge is now just all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that about? I think so. I think so. Yeah. The Forever Purge. All the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decides that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. Oh. So, taking like the, the, what, the, the one interesting bit of it and just getting rid of it. Well, no, because I don't think everyone agrees with them, whereas. It's just people who want to do a bit of rape and murder. Rape and murder. Breakfast the champion. Can, can you hear this in the background at all? Yes. A little bit. Yeah. This dog is demolishing a dentist stick. I can say it sounds like she's she's going at something. Yeah, she's she's had some stomach trouble. Like I was up with her a lot on Monday night. Um she doesn't usually eat dentist sticks, but I think she is like, you fuckers are not giving me anything to eat. Here's this dentist stick, which has been on the floor for about a month. I'm going to have this. <laughs> Could be the heat that's getting to her. I yeah, I don't... Funny when, when, it's, when it changes from warm to cold, and then from cold to warm, then I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. She's been doing basically poo piss. Nice. Grim. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so that's what we covered. So yeah, that, that was our show. That was episode 406. Thank you very much, Rebecca. <laughs> thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much, Ian. Well, thank you very much, sir. And thank you very much, listeners. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.